This is Outspoken, the podcast that's not afraid to say exactly what you're thinking. Our names are Amy, Kate and Sophie Torver. We're identical triplets, but we often don't have identical opinions. So sometimes things can get heated. Outspoken covers all things reality TV, influencers, entertainment and issues facing women. That is so fetch. Thank you. It all feels a bit ironic, Amy. I'm welcoming you back from a two-week hiatus from the podcast, but now Kate is away sick from your bug. Yeah, well, she's caught my cold, which is very unfortunate, but I am excited to be back. I was a little bit scared that you guys were going to kick me out of the podcast. You did mention that a few times. Well, it seems to have bitten us in the ass here because now Kate's away. So our (laughs) clever plan has, you know gone to the dogs. Well, I think we should start the podcast off with our social dilemma, which is a really funny one. Can you tell us about it, Zoe? Yeah, well, this one was inspired by Ellie in our Facebook community, and it is about communal food and drink areas at work. And she said that there is this absolute pig at work who is drinking straight from the milk bottle. And she said that this whole thing made her gag. That is foul. Now, I don't know if it's the same individual or a number of individuals at her workplace, but they are also, when you know when people use the butter yeah. and they scrape the bits of toast back in there? So yeah. there's a number of people who are also doing this. Do you know... That's also bad when you get Vegemite mixed in with the butter as well. Yeah, it's a whole ordeal. I mean, I am quite guilty of doing that in my own house. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't get on my high horse as much. Well, do you know what? Because when I used to work at a radio station, I used to work with this guy and he would come in in the morning and he'd open a can of tuna and that would be his breakfast. And he wouldn't even pour it into a bowl. He'd eat it with a fork from the can and the noise slash the smell was disgusting. That's the thing. You have got to be very conscious of bringing in food that smells. Yeah, I, I would never, ever bring in tuna to a work environment. This same guy, he used to bring in cold cans of baked beans and eat them from the can. And he was also known to just randomly go to the shop and buy loaves of bread and he'd eat the whole loaf in the afternoon. And what are you supposed to do with people like this? Because, I mean, in that situation, you're not actually sharing food with him. So you're kind of limited on what you can <laughs> say. But for this person, I think in this situation, you can say what are you doing? No, like, I don't I think know. that's quite, or you should report them. No, you can't report somebody well, for, for getting crumbs in the butter. No, for someone slugging out of the milk bottle, especially during COVID time. But so what if it was your boss that was accidentally getting the crumbs in the butter or slugging from the milk carton? Well, I had, it was not a similar situation, but I had a situation with a boss when I was working at another PR firm and basically every day I would go out and get a, go to a salad bar for lunch called Jack Greens. Anyone in Adelaide, this is literally the best salad you're ever going to eat. So anyway, you could order online and then go and pick it up and be ready for you. So you didn't have to wait in the queue. Anyway, she made a habit of also ordering it by asking me to go and collect it mm. for her. So this happened at a time when a new, a secondary Jack Greens location opened up in the city. So she ordered the lunch, asked me to go and collect it. And I was really pissed off because I couldn't then go and hang out with my friends at lunchtime mm. and I had to come straight back to the office. Anyway, I go down there and ask, oh, is the girl's order there? And they reply, oh, sorry, it's actually at our secondary location. Now, putting into perspective, this was probably a 5K walk away. Can I just say, I love how angry you sound. You're getting like really angry and aggressive even reliving this moment. Yeah, well. (laughs) So basically what happened? So you had to then go to this other location to get your boss her lunch. No, this is a lesson for everyone. I put my foot down. I walked back to the office and said, oh, I'm sorry. Um, Could you send someone else to get it? So she sent this poor intern who had to go and get it. But that's (gasps) a situation where I think you should stand your ground. Why should my whole lunch hour be taken up 
being her bloody slave. Can I ask a question though? You know, when people come into the office and they say, oh, I'm, I'm going to go get a coffee. Anyone want one? What do you think the responsibility is there? So if I am asked, do I say, oh yeah, I'd love one. Do I give that person money or are they meant to shout me the coffee? I think you should definitely give that person money or at least offer for it. But I mean, I think we're all a little bit different with these things. Like we grew up with our parents, well, our dad, keeping note and keeping a list of what mum owed him. So Mm. I feel like that has then made me somewhat of a penny pincher, but also highly aware to try and pay people back. Look, I don't think it's about being a penny pincher. I think it's, we were brought up to be really fair. So if someone shouted me a coffee one day, I would then go and shout them a coffee the next day. But there are people who take advantage of people like that who are offering them free coffees. Yeah, that's right. I've never been a coffee person, so I've never fallen into that trap. But I definitely think there's all these unspoken rules at work about food and lunch times. I personally would love to hear other people's situations like this. I find them so fascinating. Yeah, well, I've got to say, when I was working at Channel 7, I was someone who never used the kitchen because there are a lot of intimidating people who work at big newsrooms. And I was always scared that I'd be in there, you know, microwaving my food and one of the big news readers would come in and it'd be awkward. Yeah, you never want to get trapped in those awkward situations. You kind of keep your head down in those sort of newsrooms. Well, I'd really love to hear what everyone else thinks about all the work workplace kitchen etiquette go to our facebook community which is outspoken the podcast facebook community and tell us what you think let's get into our reality wrap and so can you kick us off with the first story yeah well i'm personally really excited about this one so basically there have been rumors since december that tammy hembro and her family may get their own reality show oh my god this would be so epic Yeah, this would be insane. They have already been touted as Australia's answer to the Kardashians and there are huge similarities between them. So they are a large family and Tammy isn't the only social media personality amongst that family. She has a sister, Emily, who has 1.1 million followers. She also has two older sisters who sit around the 200,000K mark and also a 13-year-old sister and a brother. And her mum is literally a dead ringer for Kris Jenner. The Daily Mail have already written an article comparing the two. Really? Do they look the same or you mean that she's just the same kind of values that Kris Jenner has? No, they literally look identical. She's got the short black hair. Really? Oh my gosh. I've never actually seen a photo over mum I have to go check it out do you think that there's a lot of comparisons between the Kardashians because Tammy of course collapsed at Kylie Jenner's party all those years ago and got all that publicity do you think that's why people are comparing the families yeah I definitely think that helps with the connection but what's even funnier is Tammy was actually interviewed on Studio 10 in December and it was a really awkward interview because Joe Hildebrand who is an absolute legend. Yeah, he is. He actually asked her about the incident in question and she basically just said, um, looked really awkward and then said, yeah, the girls are super lovely. Oh my gosh, that's so sneaky of him to throw that question in. But I suppose it is really clever as well because that has created quite a stir on social media, her non-response. Yeah, it definitely did. But what has also led to some of these rumors about the reality show was what happened after the interview. So basically, when she was leaving the building, there were all these paparazzi and also a journo from the Daily Mail there. And they asked her, do you have plans to return to television in the new year? And all she said was, yeah, probably. But according to the Daily Mail, she looked at her advisors and kind of smirked and looked at them as if she should say something. Mm. So, I mean, that was kind of taking it, you know, a little far. 
I love how much the Daily Mail can read into things and they can cause, you know, they can write about a little look to the side so seriously as if, oh my God, that's so telling. She might've just been looking at them because maybe the car was coming to pick her up. But I feel like they're more making a big deal out of it because they probably have some inside intel. And also it is something they have slightly touched on in their podcast. But things were confirmed more this week when Emily posted on her story, her family sitting in their living room with a film crew recording them. Oh, Okay, well, that's that's a bit more of a clue. So I'm assuming then the show will be on Channel 10. If they're doing stuff on Studio yeah. 10 yeah. and then the paparazzi are outside Studio 10 conveniently asking about a reality show, it all does seem very much planned. Yes, definitely. What I also loved is the fabulous co-owner of the Spin Studio Network, Sam Magnan, who is a friend of the podcast. He manages the girls' podcast, which is called Hanging with the Hembros, and he posted a story of a white van which appeared to have TV cables coming out out of it and also this kind of film crew marquee set up mm. and he wrote on set this morning oh wow so i am so excited for this i feel like it's the reality show we have been asking for and i really desperately hope that reese and london are somehow part of oh this oh my god they're not gonna be part they will of not it be, but could you he could be like the scott disick no, they're not going to be part of it, especially because they've been saying that, you know, they don't want their kids involved in, in you know, on social media. They're hardly going to have them in a TV show. Amy, can you please not burst my bubble? Because I think that would be incredible. No, well, the spinoff might be that Chloe and Mitch are in it because they have been besties with Tammy Hembro and a new boyfriend. So that could be the little twist to it. I really hope if it does go ahead that Sam Magnan is in it because he is bloody hilarious. Oh, he'd be, he'd be in it for sure. Yeah. Well, I will have to just watch this space and I really hope and pray that it comes out soon. <laughs> We're just moving on and influencer Georgie Stevenson has shared the sad news on Instagram that her new car was stolen out of her garage while she and her husband slept yesterday night. Yeah, this was pretty shocking. So she put up a photo of the white Porsche, which is valued at around $80,000. And she asked anyone who lives in the Gold Coast to keep an eye out for it and call police if they see it. And she also urged her followers to share the story. And it just seemed all really bizarre because Georgie and her husband were actually in the Northern Territory for that week and only returned that night. Mm. You'd think that these thieves would have targeted them when they were away. Well, I'm wondering if maybe the car was elsewhere while they were away and maybe they were waiting for them to return. It's really, really scary. I mean, we had Georgie on the show around Christmas and she is such a lovely person. So I did feel really sorry that something like this had happened to her and her husband. Yeah, and she has shared a little bit on her YouTube about the car previously and how she worked really hard in order to earn that. You know, for those who don't know about her, she's a former lawyer. She now runs Naked Harvest, which Mm. is a protein and supplement company. So she's doing amazing things. And I just really felt for her that her car had been stolen and she'd been targeted in this way. Well, there has been some good news and Georgie's car has been found by police. Yeah, five hours after she shared the image, she then put up an Insta story saying it had been found. So basically the police did a raid at 10 a.m. that morning on a completely separate matter and they found the her keys basically inside this person's house. And what is... I thought you were going to say inside a person. No, no. And what is more alarming is it is a 16-year-old girl that has been charged for stealing Georgie's car. It seems like she's part of some sort of bling ring with another number of other teenagers. Yeah, it's so crazy because Georgie went on to say that this is something these girls do all the time and they actually share the videos of them stealing cars and other items to Instagram. And I instantly thought of the movie The Bling Ring, which was based off a true story in America. 
Yeah, well, as you touched on, Georgie had been inundated with messages from her followers saying, go and check out this Instagram page. They show themselves stealing money from a number of other people. And because of their age, they seem to be getting away with it and not being charged. So it's really disturbing that this is happening. Oh my, it makes me so mad, especially when they're repeat offenders. And just quickly on the movie, The Bling Ring, for those who haven't seen it, it is about a group of teenagers who rob celebrities' houses. So it is pretty interesting that poor Georgie's become involved in this all, obviously being an influencer. And the fact the girls are so young, it makes you wonder, are these, does this girl follow Georgie? Was she tracking where she was? Yeah, well, there were actually three other cars stolen in the area. So I more think it's a case of just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm. What is interesting, though, is Georgie has said that it's a blessing in disguise because it's made her more aware of her security. And if you do look back at her post that she put up before she left for her holiday, it was actually kind of scary because the photo was of her standing in front of her car in the garage with Mm. her luggage. And you could see that there was quite easy access into the garage. So I do wonder if someone had been monitoring her social media. It is really scary because we've touched on it a few times about how open influencers are about sharing what their houses look like. I mean, sometimes when I watch some of those house tours, I think, wow, if I was a robber, I could work out where everything is, where the entry points are. But the sad thing is they do want to just share this content with their audience because they want them to feel part of their life. You'd never, ever suspect that someone would do something like that. Well, just on that, it is something that is happening to a number of influencers. Effie Katz, she recently had her car stolen as well as Josh Miller, who is the husband of Steph Claire Smith. A number of years ago, Saffron Barker, her whole family had their cars stolen. There are about three cars that went. Mm. And what was even more scary in Saffron's case is that they broke into the house and stole a number of items while they were sleeping. And one of the intruders went into her brother Jed's room and he woke up, but he just assumed that it was her just coming into his room to grab something. So it's really scary and it does show just how vigilant you have to be with your safety and privacy. Well, this this topic does flow into our next influencer conversation, which is about Chloe Zepp and Mitchell Orville and how they've recently just shown off their new house on YouTube. So they finally put up a house tour and we did speak about it the other week, how they were not willing to share photos of their house after fans found their address. Or the outside of their house. Yeah, the outside of their house. But they did share a lot of video inside their house and oh my God, gosh it's an absolute mansion well are we surprised you know everyone everyone knows every man and his dog knows that the house was worth 1.8 million dollars and because it is located on the gold coast you are expecting big things yeah it was an amazing house i had to have a bit of a giggle because mitch did the house tour and i've got to say it reminded me a bit of when our dad did tours of the accommodation when we'd go on holiday. So when we drove around Australia, dad would bring his handy cam around and he'd be like, oh, here's the shitter. And that's literally what Mitch was saying. He's like, nah, here's another shitter here. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else's dad did that too. I feel like he is a good blogger though. Oh yeah. You know when some, I don't know, I don't want to generalize, but some men just seem to be the background Mm. characters in these sort of vlogs, but he's front and center. Yeah, Chloe's definitely the background character <laughs> in the vlogs. What I couldn't get over was how many bedrooms this place had, as well as bathrooms. So there was five bedrooms, three of the bedrooms had en suites, and there was also a downstairs toilet near the pool. I just kept thinking, I hope they have cleaners, because I couldn't think of anything worse than keeping those four bathrooms clean. 
do you know what's funny like this house is insane but because they rented such a luxury house before you kind of look at it and you're like well it's not as good as their other one. Oh my gosh the house is insane <laughs> they've got this massive pool and it's a magnesium pool so of course it is yeah of course it is but we had to have a bit of a laugh because they did have a fight at the end of this house to a vlog and it was because they were both fighting over the large garage in the house and so chloe wanted to turn the room into a wellness room and mitch wanted to turn it into a cinema so do you know who won this argument I do believe Mitch won the argument. Yeah, I'm surprised because I feel like normally the boys cave in. I feel like there's... Well, to be honest, I'm sorry, but a health retreat room, that sounds like a load of wank. Like, who wouldn't want a movie theatre? Bloody (laughs) hell, that's where my vote would go. But you've got five bedrooms. Why why does it have to be in the garage? Because it probably has a cool, dark movie vibe to it. Why can't you have one of the wellness rooms in the large bedrooms? I'm just probably thinking of a shitty shed that I've got at my house, thinking that wouldn't be a great garage. But so... They did come to a compromise, though. As you said, Mitch got the big garage, but Chloe got the small... Well, she said it was the small garage. She showed it in Wait, the... Wait, so there's two garages? Yeah, so she got the small garage for her wellness retreat. It was this big fuck-off garage. It had, like, beautiful trees out the side. It it looked amazing. This is a bit depressing because, you know, we're all in the stage of our lives where we're looking for a house at the moment, and... You know, it's a bit disheartening when you see these ones. Oh my God, it's so funny because when I watched the house tour, I compared it to the house that Dale and I recently checked out because we're looking to buy our first home. And we were excited over this absolute dump of a house. It only had two bedrooms and we're like, oh my God, it's got so much potential if we do the floorboards. And let's paint the picture. This house that Amy and Dale were looking at, like the floorboards were actually eaten by termites. It was probably full of asbestos, but I mean, it was in a very nice area. So, you know, it was take the good with the bad. Unfortunately, it's... It's gone beyond uh, the price we wanted for it, though. So we're still looking. But yes, what an amazing house for Chloe and Mitch. Walk in for the master. Shitter. Only probably enough for one or two shits at the moment. We'll have to restock. Well, let's get into Snog, Marry and Avoid. And I've got to call you and Kate out because last week during your Snog, Marry, Avoid segment, you forgot Niall from One Direction and people were not happy about it. Yeah, I've copped quite a few messages about that. I do wholeheartedly want to apologize for missing him out. That being said, I think he is the most forgettable out of the lot of them like i I don't know i don't know if that's going to appease niall's fans by apologizing and calling him unforgettable i've got to say i'm saying he's forgettable not unforgettable sorry sorry that he's forgettable but i've got to say i don't think he's forgettable i rate niall he'd probably be in my top three out of the the boys from one direction really no tattoos i'm not a tattoo person he's got no tattoos he's got nice blonde hair he just doesn't do it for me i'm sure i don't do it for him as well but you know i'm just you know he's not my top pick i'm sorry (laughs) what about his personality he's really nice really know anything about him (laughs) anyway i love this snog marry void that's been sent in by one of the listeners it's an absolute banger so the choices are prince charles prince william or prince harry I have to say, if this was probably like 15 years ago, I would have said to marry Prince William because he was a bit of a hottie back in the day. Oh my gosh, it's so sad. I actually had this conversation with Dale the other day. I found myself Googling Prince William because it was after he came out and he was like, the royal family are very much not a racist family. And I couldn't believe how old Prince William well, looked. he's 38 now, but he looks <gasps> about 48. Oh, I, didn't, oh, I don't even know how old I thought he was, but... So seeing Prince William 
recently, it made me go back and Google him from back in the day because I do remember he was always in the um, like the girlfriend magazine yeah. and the posters. He was always front page of like the Dolly magazine, yeah. girlfriend. And I remember it being such a big deal who he was obviously going to marry, and he was such a heartthrob. And it made me think, I wonder if that's what's going to happen soon with Prince George. Oh, yeah. I saw on the paper today, actually, there was a photo of Prince George and he'd written a Mother's Day card to Princess Diana. It was it broke Aww. my heart. It said to Granny Diana. And he's got lovely Aww. penmanship, actually. But he was such a little cutie. I reckon it's going to be history repeating itself mm. with that. We're getting off topic here, but basically... Yeah, Prince William, if it was back in the day, I'd have to choose to marry him. But unfortunately, it's not back in the day. And Even he's, if it's, but that means you'd be queen. Would you want to be a future queen? Well, after seeing everything <laughs> happen with poor Meghan, I don't think so. But um, this, I was just purely being superficial then. So you rate Prince William's look when he was at school? That was, that was kind of his well, heyday. Yeah, about, <laughs> you know, when he had hair. Maybe that's how important. When he had hair. Um, because I sort of feel like he looked like Princess Diana, like her kind of attractiveness. But now as he's aged, he's just molded into more of the royal side, the Windsor side. Mm. Anyway, so that was a very long-winded response. But I would definitely pick to marry Harry. I think in the past couple of weeks, he's shown what an incredible husband he is. He mm. would be loyal. He would be there for you no matter what. You know, he's saying goodbye to his family basically just to protect you so i think mm. I, I would 100 percent pick prince harry to marry i would choose to snog prince william from back in the day and i would of course avoid charles and it's really funny because i follow this page called princess diana revenge looks and it, they always hashtag f-u-c-c mm. which is camilla and charles and i just detest him i just why would you ever cheat on Princess Diana? So if you say that, but then you loved the guy who played Prince Charles in The Crown. You said he was cute. Yeah, he had some hotness going on about him, but it, that was the actor. It wasn't- can, I, can I interject, though? Obviously, Charles comes across extremely poorly in all of the Princess Diana documentaries and in The Crown. But can I just say, he obviously really loved Camilla and... Although it doesn't, I I totally agree. I don't particularly like him, but he must have had a very difficult life because he was told he wasn't allowed to marry who he truly loved. Oh, I do understand. And when you do go back and watch The Crown, you do, you know, somewhat sympathize with him. But I really don't understand the need to bring someone else into the situation who's innocent and you know, trick them. I mean, if you went to Diana and said, hey, look, this is how it's going to be. You're pretty much going to be my fake bride legally we're married but you know is anyone else gonna is anyone gonna walk down the aisle being told that like let's just be real well some people might want to marry in purely for the 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 accolades and title look let's be honest i mean with the prince charles stuff it's probably more of the um recent rumors that he was perhaps the person who said the racist comment about poor archie well they also said he wanted to be a tampon for uh, camilla so that was also very unappealing (laughs) well i think it's obvious i'm going to avoid prince charles I'm, I mean, I don't want to copy you, but I would marry Harry because who wants to be the queen? Like that would just be shit. It'd be shit enough being in the royal family. And Harry seems really cheeky and he seems a bit more removed from that sort of upper class kind of persona. And he's pretty cute. He's got quite a cute smile. I'd rather be living in that $14 million house in America than in the (laughs) the stuffy castle as well. I know. And yes, I would, of course, snog Prince William. Tell us if you guys agree. Mm. I mean, because I feel like it's a pretty 
easy one for us but you might you might disagree someone might want to marry prince charles who knows yeah each to their own well i do hope you did enjoy the podcast we've got to say a big sorry we were meant to share a picture of our pool cake from the women's weekly cookbook but unfortunately with me being sick kate now sick and our birthday celebrations which if you are interested to see what happened on our birthday go and check out our reel on instagram It's a a complete piss take. Yeah, it is a piss take. But yeah, we are going to be making the pool cake finally today. And I'm glad that we are making it because Mm. I've literally gorged myself on the chocolate biscuits that go around it, the mint, the cool mints. I had to go and buy secondary lollies because I've just binged on all of the bloody junk food. Yeah, so Soph's had all the ingredients at her house and she's just eaten all of the the toppings of the cake. So we're going to have to go out. Well, Soph's gone out and replaced them. But stay tuned to our Instagram, which is at spoken underscore the underscore podcast. And you'll have to check out the cake because I feel like it's going to look epic. Yeah, it better look good. And if you do have time, if you did enjoy the podcast, we'd love if you could go and support us and leave us a five-star review because it really does help us out. And as we keep saying, this is our side hustle. So if you do want to leave a good review, that would be amazing. Could you also try and share it with a friend if you have enjoyed it? Tell your best friend or maybe share an Instagram post and tag us at Outspoken, the podcast community. Thanks so much for listening. 